Welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast, where you will learn everything you need to know about running a successful sunless tanning business. We will interview some of the industry's top business owners to find out how they took a passion and turned it into a prosperous business. And here's your host, Grant Conscious. What is up, Happy Tanners? Thank you so much for joining us on episode 59 of the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have Shauna Hall from Glow Body by Shauna in Juliet, Tennessee, which is right outside of Nashville. She shares a ton of great information. She's been in the industry for just about 10 years, four years full-time in her own business, has worked at a couple of different locations, talks to you about what to look for in partnerships, you know, how to work through that, how to find the right tan ambassadors to help grow your business. She shares a ton of insight into her business and her mindset and what has led her to the success she has achieved so far. And she has so much more to come. I can promise you that. Shauna, again, thank you so much for tuning in. It was great to have you on the podcast. I know we had to record it twice, but hey, we got it done and it was great. So everybody, make sure you get out a pen or a pencil and a piece of paper. Jot down some notes on this one. There's a lot to learn. As always, the Happy Tens podcast is sponsored by Happy Tens. The first and only website builder specifically made for spray tan artists to not only help you make a professional website, but to help you and your business get found online. Yes, our websites are backed and packed full of SEO information to help your business get found online. We have some of our happy tanners that get over 80% of their new clients through their website. Imagine what you could do with 80% more clients or if you had to remove 80% of your clients from your business. It is a huge deal for you and your business to get off on the right foot. And we're also sponsored by Sunless Evolution, a private spray tan community between Jimmy and myself, Jimmy Coco, the world famous spray tanner of the Kardashians, and so many more A-list celebrities in Hollywood. He's been in the business for over 15 years. He shares his side on the craft, I share my side on the business, and we have a wonderful community of what we call our Sunless family. You can come over to sunlessevo.com, sunlessevo.com, Make sure you jump on the wait list. If you have any questions, as always, you can reach out to me, Grant, at happytans.com. I am more than happy to answer your questions, no pun intended. Thank you so much for listening, and happy tanning. Hello, and welcome to the Happy Tans Podcast. On today's episode, we have Shauna Hall from Glow Body by Shauna in Mount Juliet, Tennessee. How are you doing today, Shauna? I am doing great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for re-recording this episode with me. We had some technical difficulties, so I appreciate your patience and time. Absolutely. Uh, Well, let me open up the floor for a minute, Shauna. I want you to introduce yourself to all of the listeners. Uh, Give us a little backstory about you and your business, you know, how long you've been in the industry and anything else you'd like to share, we'd love to hear. Okay. Hey guys, I'm Shauna Hall. I'm born and raised in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I have a salon location about 10 miles east of Nashville and, as Grant said, Mount Juliet, Tennessee. Um, I've been in the industry, sunless industry, for a little over 10 years, but spraying full-time for the past four years. Uh, My background is in uh, new home sales management and customer service, so... Sunless, what, after I had my first spray tan, that um, struck me and was a passion and led me into where I'm at now. Yeah. Customer service is a great background to have for any business. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and question, you said four years full-time, 10 years you've been doing it. Was that on and off, moonlighting kind of thing? How did that work? 
Yes. So after I had mine, um, I've just continued to keep getting spray tans from the same girl. It was actually a friend of mine that had a few salons and it just, it really just piqued my interest. I thought spray tanning mobile from, from that day I had my tan with her. And so I just did all the research and ended up, um, reaching out to Norvell and bought my system and I would just spray myself and then friends and family here and there, but mainly just for myself and um, just on the side. And, and through that time, I would just educate myself, go through courses and stuff like that, just learn as much as I could about it. Yeah. So you were doing it just kind of uh, part-time. So you said four, four years ago, you basically left everything else and went all in on tanning. I went all in. That's yep. awesome. And that before that you were doing the, obviously the new home sales and then just kind of spraying for fun on the side. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. That's great. It's a similar situation. Lots of people are doing that. Uh, and, and a lot of people in the industry are still just kind of part-time, you know, just based on the, the flexibility, I feel like, especially with mobile tanning, it's like, yeah, I can do two or three at night, make some extra money. That's a good way to do it. You know, and, and yeah, most people. A, a great side hustle for, for any, you know, business that you're in. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. Absolutely. So for four years have you, did you say you were in a new location or? So the, when I first started back, I started with a gym and mm -hmm. I sprayed out of um, a gym for a couple of years. And then I went to a salon suite location and that's where I'm at currently. Okay. Okay. And that's, um, that's a great situation to be in. I think I imagine the gym was a little bit more challenging, right? To, to spray there. Yeah, it was. Um, I really enjoyed it. My, my space there was really small. And once I made the, the move from the gym to a salon, the feedback that I got was if they didn't go to the gym there and I would say 85% of my clients came from outside, mm -hmm. there were, um, people that were intimidated, like women that were intimidated. And I never thought of that. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting once I left to find that out, that I was in a space where they're completely vulnerable, but then they're walking in intimidated. Yeah. Yeah. So they, you know? they don't, they don't want to go through the gym basically to get to the spray tan room. I'm yeah. assuming. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they're about to get completely new, but they don't want people to see that. Maybe they haven't worked out in a week. Right. Or right. more maybe. Okay. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> I just didn't even think of that. I thought, you know, this is a great location and um, I hadn't looked at it from that perspective. And so when that was brought to my attention, I was like, aha, it was one of those aha moments. Absolutely. And, and that's one reason why and I'm pretty adamant, Shana, you know, this uh, from being a Sunless Evolution member about, about soliciting feedback from people, you know, the, your, your people that come to you and, or anybody like, Hey, what can we do better, different, you know, et cetera, et cetera, just because you can learn so much from them. Yeah, I think that's, I think feedback's imperative um, for, yeah, no matter where you are, whether it's personal business, it's just, you need that to yep. continue to grow. Yep. And to provide what your, what your clients, customers, patients, whatever it may be, whatever they need. So, 
Yes. Absolutely. So as we know, entrepreneurship is, is a roller coaster for lack of a better word. It is <laughs> like a full force roller coaster, sometimes really fast, sometimes really slow, but uh, there's lots of ups and downs. That's what, that's what we want to touch on. So I like to touch on uh, the worst moment you've had in your business so far, just to kind of frame that. And then on the flip side of that, the best moment you've had so far, again, just to show the ups and downs, but also to just to kind of hear the story of, of what those two situations were. Yeah. So, okay. Just, just for a funny worst moment, I would say in the tent would be um, having someone fall. That was absolutely eye opening and just, I did not put a towel down at the bottom of the tent because I only had two tens and it was a mother daughter. I sprayed the daughter. She was good. Mama hops in there and falls right down. And that was, it was awful. I mean, years into it and I've never had that happen, but I will now never not have anything down on the ground. Yeah. And anyone that I mentor, I make sure that I tell them that too, but it was, it was just really awful cause she hit really hard. So it just, it freaked me out. Um, and that would probably be my worst moment in the tent. As far as business, I would say, um, running my business within a business that our goals and visions didn't align. Mm. And that was, um, that was really hard because it was my business within their business, but because our visions didn't align, it made it very, um, very hard to maintain and to grow in that space. Yeah. It would probably almost become some type of toxic environment. I'm assuming it, it was very toxic and, and I knew it. And it's just like, you know, when you, you need to make that change, but it's uncomfortable and everything that's going to come with it. Um, yeah, it, it's just, it's almost like an abusive relationship is what I reference it to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, business uh, for anybody that is, is in a partnership or, or, you know, multiple people and owning a business, it is for all intents and purposes, very similar to being married. I mean, you really are locking a lot of, of faith and stuff into these people. And it sounds like yeah. with Shauna, you know, with Shauna saying, here's a basically like, Hey, we're getting in the car together, but one of you wants to go East and one wants to go West. Like, it just won't work like that. So it really has to be somebody you know, like, and trust to a certain degree because it can be, it can be, yeah, it's just unsettling. And then you don't feel yourself. You don't, you probably don't give your best to your clients just because in the back of your mind, you're probably always thinking about it. Yeah. I I feel like it, it shows through whether you put your best face forward or not. Like it's just always gonna, it just always comes up. I feel like, and, um, when you're wanting to move forward, I feel like it's, there's just something there that's just constantly kind of pulling you backwards. Even if you're not going backwards, there's just, it, it's awful. Sure. Um, I so just, what, what happened with that situation? If you don't mind sharing. Um, so, I mean, of course her background was fitness. Mine was fitness and spray tanning and the, it just, it wasn't her passion. It was mine. And, um, so she just, she couldn't see, she couldn't see what I had planned. Um, or what we really had going on was a good thing. Therefore we couldn't grow together. Hmm. So, um, it was just, it was very unfortunate because it was a good, good location, but there was a good thing going on. There could have been a lot of growth and, 
I think it's just bottom line. Our visions didn't align. Yeah. So did you go from the gym to that situation or was that the situation that you're referring to? That was the situation. Okay. So you, okay. So that's what pushed you to find the new location that you've been in. Yeah. Got it. Okay. And, and during that time I had, um, and this kind of ties into probably my best moment. I had a very successful business owner salon to reach out to me and she was like, I have no, no expertise in this. This is strictly yours. Um, she was coming to me as the expert in sunless and wanted to go into business together. Um, and I was like, wow, like she thinks I have something going on. Mm-hmm. And I think that was probably one of my better moments because she's so well known and super successful that it just really made me feel like it was a good moment. And so I knew that breaking away from that was that I was doing the right thing and that it was time to go. Yeah. So is that where you are now? Is that the situation you're in now? So I'm in, I had to take, like, I did not go in um, partnership with her. Okay. I felt like I needed to take my next step, which was a salon suite within, you know, inside of a established salon. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I felt like that was my next step from, from where I was at the time, instead of as much as I wanted to go ahead and go brick and mortar with her, I felt like I needed to tie up loose ends there to, because I was just really moving three miles down the road. So still really close um, that I needed to just do all of that, take care of all it before I went out brick and mortar. Okay. So is that, so that's something she basically left open on the table? Yeah. Oh, oh great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great situation to be in. And and you and her seeing you saying, Hey, look, this isn't right for me right now. I think it could be in the future, but let me kind of take the steps in the process to get there. I'm sure there's more respect there versus like, you know, coming up with some other reason or whatever. And if you're transparent with it, it makes it a lot better. I, I totally agree. And I, I mean, I think that's, you know, something that I've, I've really learned was that, or, or continue to learn but communication open communication even if it's uncomfortable has always been in my favor mm-hmm. um and and that right there it's like i you know i prayed about it i slept on it i we ran all the numbers we drew plans and as much as i wanted to just pull the trigger because hey it's a dream come true i didn't want to buy myself a job per se and have loose ends that weren't tied up you know, finished, done. Yep. Yep. And you'd probably be regretting, you know, oh, I should have done this first, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think I just would have been, you know, not happy in the situation. And, and now I think, you know, it's been going on two years now that if I, if that same position was there, it's like, yes, I could do it. I could do it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But at the time I would have been rushing it. Yeah. Well, that's good that you're able to recognize that. And and just to go back to the, the, you know, the relationship with a kind of the business partner that was a little toxic. If you could give advice to people that maybe presented with a situation like that, or like what were things that you didn't pick up on that you should have, did you guys sit down and say, Hey, look, this is what we want to do together. And, you know, to kind of get an idea, or was it just like, Hey, cool, let's sign off and do it. I think it was probably more that um, I found I found Sunless Tanning through them or a, a product, you know, that I hadn't used. And because I was already a member there and opened the gym with her, 
I'm like, you know what, this is what I do. If I like that product, I'd love to offer this service here. How does that sound? And we went from there. So okay. I think that's going forward. I would absolutely have more of a plan in place and make sure that, that what we, that our visions align, you know, at least 80% more than yeah. what it did. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard. That It's such a hard thing with, uh, with business partnerships. I feel like I would steer most people away from them simply because even if your vision's aligned right now in two months, three months, you know, eight months, whatever, who knows if they still will. There's just so right. many things up and not to scare people away, but just make sure that you really know these people. And then again, if they're really, really close friends or even family, be even, be even more cautious because you could very well lose that person as whatever they are to you right now. Um, just because relationships are hard. Yeah. Um, they're great opportunities meeting the right people. I think, that is a very challenging thing and there's no like well, black and white answer to that. And I feel like that's probably why a lot of businesses fail and these ones that have succeeded, you know, if you end up here in, inside the story, there's so much clash, even if you're thinking about massive companies like a Facebook or a Microsoft, these guys had issues with the co-founders and all kinds of stuff. And it's crazy. You know, they made it through obviously, but uh, that's on a much larger scale, but still it's just so hard to align the goals and everybody's expectations and everything like that. Absolutely. And like you said, I mean, they change. So, and that's where I really feel like communication, you know, is just so key because what you might think is okay, the other one might not. And then you're both sitting there with feelings of, it's just not communicating, not communicating effectively. And yeah. I just think, you know, it's that I will do that from now on going forward. Um, yeah. No matter the loss, because I just feel like you've got so much to gain from it. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise you're going to start resenting each other. I feel like so. Yes. And that's the worst place to be in. It is. It is. So I think just kind of a couple of like checklist items, sit down and make sure you know, the initial vision's on point. And then especially when you're just starting out, I would say biweekly or monthly meetings, like, Hey, here's what we're doing. Here's where we are. How are you feeling? You know, just checking in. Yeah, absolutely. Checking checking the, in. Yeah. Checking to see how everything's going. So well, that, that was a great uh, topic. I'm glad you tied those, you know, those moments together and brought us all back around there. Um, do you remember, Shauna, how you got your first paying customer back years ago? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so my daughter is, um, she's always been in dance. She's now 15. And um, just from me having my, you know, my gun and my business, basically, I bought the business, but it was just a little side hustle because I was, I would spray her occasionally, but mainly spray myself. Um, the word in the, at the studio was that I spray tan. And so I would say that was my first paying client. It might've been a teacher. I think it was a teacher that brought her daughter to me. They came to my house. Oh, cool. Um, and then from there, I just, I got the group of girls. And I was, I was a spray tanner. That's yeah. what they thought. And so I just rolled with it. <laughs> it's always funny to ask that questions. Most people actually remember it, but it's usually like, a, you know, some kind of connection. Um, and there's a couple of reasons why that's asked. First, I like for people to kind of hear how they, people acquire customers or clients. Um, secondly, it's kind of nice to hear like, if that works in the beginning, that still works now. So yours was basically through a relationship through your daughter, you know, and, and whatnot. So think, I want people to think about that and however they, you know, however they hear others, 
acquiring their first clients. Look, those, those ways that worked then will still work now. And it probably still oh, does absolutely. work. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you just look at your, I mean, everyone around you is, is a client. And yeah. I think, I think that's kind of the, the bigger picture is just, if you believe, I mean, they thought I was and, yeah. you know, I had the training and like I said, I dug into all kinds of education. So, I mean, I was the new home sales manager is what I was, yeah. <laughs> but that's just kind of how they knew me. So I was just like, Hey, I'm going to believe in myself because they do. Yeah. And then put a price tag on it. Yeah, definitely. And there's a couple of things I want to extract from that first, before we wrap up about the, the first client that you got, I want to think about uh, the relationships. Lots of people when they're just starting out are just like, this is the most, most common thing I see. They get a gun, get all excited, learn and all this stuff. And they don't know how to get a client. So then they go to social media and just start blasting stuff on there. And most people that I've interviewed probably, if not all of them, their first 10, their first client was through a relationship or through networking or something to that extent. So do not ever underestimate that. I mean, secondly, I want to talk about how you kind of own that. And, you know, you said that you are the spray tan, you are a spray tan artist. Lots of times people still don't, you maybe view themselves as one or as a business owner and stuff like that. And that really limits kind of your belief in yourself. You probably don't have the, the right kind of confidence. Whereas you're like, yeah, I was a new home sales manager. That was my title. But when somebody's a spray tan artist, they don't completely own it as, yeah, that's what I do. Um, it's just kind of like, yeah, and I do this on the side, you know? So I, I think the people that really own it are the ones that can excel, uh, especially a lot faster. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think you, you put your cape on and, and roll with it and that's who you are. And I mean, I, I tell people every day I, I'm in the business of naked bodies. Like it's just what we do, but you have to have ownership in that because it's not, it's not just, I'm, I just spray tan. Like yeah. there's so much more than that. Yep. Definitely. And that confidence is radiates through, right. And you need to make sure that your client knows that you run, you run this and not like saying that in a cocky or conceited way, but basically like, look, listen to me. I know what I'm doing. Follow these steps. It'll be perfect. Um, and that's what you need to do. So you need to make sure they trust you, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like those, I don't even know what these commercials are right now, but if you go in, the guy's like, uh, can you do my taxes? He's like, yeah, I can do an okay job. It's like that kind of confidence versus like, yeah, of course, I'm the best. Come here, we'll take care of you. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, you, you wanna... can be confident without being conceited for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, as a business owner, you have to have that confidence because like you said, I mean, you have to have their trust. And mm -hmm. so they're trusting in you to be the expert. And even if you're not, because we're always learning, it's always evolving, you can be confident in the space that you're in at that time. Yeah. Be confident in knowing that you're the best that you are right now and you're going to continue to get yeah. better. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So, Shauna, how, is your, how has it changed for you in the business? Obviously, going from a side hustle, you know, kind of moonlighting as a spray tan artist there to now that you're doing this uh, full time for the past four years. How has that changed? for you, you know, do you have anybody working with you? What's your like daily, weekly routine? Like, are you, are you in a one woman team or do you have people around you helping you with things? Whew. Well, <laughs> I am, <laughs> I'm a one woman thing of all the things. <laughs> um, I do have ambassadors that have been uh, very uh, good to work with and good for, I mean, just anything. So, you know, you offer them, I have a couple different deals with, you know, with different ones that are going to offer me different things. 
Um, and that's just going to cost me, you know, a spray tan versus an hourly rate or a commission mm -hmm. or whatever. And um, that is, I'm at that point where I have to bring someone on. Um, I have, I've made relationships with other spray tan artists that mm -hmm. they're just, you know, they're just doing it as a side hustle, but would really like to, to move forward with it, but they just haven't yet. And um, they help me sometimes and I'll pay them. Mm -hmm. So I do have help both free and ones that I've just made um, connections with. Mm. But, but I am going to add an, um, an employee and that's probably my biggest fear is finding that right person. Yeah. At this stage, I'm imagining you kind of need somebody that's going to help tan, but also help with some of the administrative things uh, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Cause I, I feel like, you know, consistency with all of that is just key. And, mm -hmm. you know, I make sure that I post, I post daily on, on somewhere, if not twice a day. And right mm -hmm. now, you know, I book and do all the follow up and spray tan everyone. And I'm also a mother of four. So there's, there's a lot going on. Um, yeah. Definitely bringing someone in to help relieve and delegate some of that. It's going to be, it's going to be nice. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's, it's, challenging to find the right person, but you deserve it. I mean, you know, con uh, kudos to you for sure for four kids. I mean, we just have one and it's crazy enough. So I can't imagine <laughs> times, times four, uh, four little Zoe's running around would be wild, but, uh, yeah, that, that it's, you know, there's no easy way to find the right person. You really have to hire on their personality and train them on the, the rest of it. I feel like a lot of people are looking for the perfect person or the person that knows certain things and they're not looking at the actual person themselves as an individual, but you know, you know what you need to look for in the person. They need to be polite and kind and, and easy to talk to hardworking, you know, and obviously that sounds like a dream employee, obviously, but they're out there. I feel like you have to do the, the due diligence to find them. Yeah. And I think there again, like what I've realized, I've just kind of sat back and, and watched and I'm just, I, that's kind of my personality anyways, is I'm taking everything in no matter what room I'm in. Mm -hmm. And the girl that I have my eye on, um, she's just the, you know, knows the right things to say when you have somebody, cause you'd be surprised of the stuff that'll come out of people's mouths. And, you know, I think having people help you without you hiring them, you get to really kind of oversee that and, and listen. And that's all, that's all you have to do. I feel like to find maybe, but at least you'll have a better idea, but having those people kind of fill in and help me, I've been able to kind of gauge what that's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like bringing somebody as, a, as an intern. I mean, if people are working that hard for whatever that wages or even for free, then you know, okay, well, wait till I put a little carrot out in front of them. They're going to work so much harder. So that's yeah. That's good. Um, and just to take a step back real quick, you said the tan ambassadors have been really successful for you. What, any advice to people that are looking for that? I feel like this is oftentimes overlooked by people, but there's so many people that have extremely benefited from utilizing the tan ambassador. So how does that work? What kind of advice would you want to share with people? Well, I think there again, like if you're just to have your ideal client or the ambassador you're looking for, what client do you want from that? Yeah. Um, I think having that, you know, clear up front and then choosing your ambassadors from there. I mean, it could be that you want, you know, the women 
I don't know, the married with kids and they just want to have like a in-home party and you have an ambassador for that, or you want yeah. the sorority girls. So they don't all have to be the same and they can all offer you. I feel like that's been a better um, position for me is that they're, they all bring different things. Yeah. Which in result, you know, I get clients or I get referrals or yep. um, bookings from that. So yeah, I like mine to be different. Yeah. And maybe that I was going to say uh, before you even said all that, I was going to say, maybe that was from our first interview where we had technical difficulties, but maybe somebody else said it too. It's like, I never even, I didn't even think about that. I didn't step outside the box and think about that for a second. Like find people in different uh, demographics, different areas of the city, the town, whatever, um, to make sure that you can la not latch onto them, but take that and kind of spread through that community. Like you said, maybe one of your 10 ambassadors is, is 20 years old. Maybe one's 45, maybe one's 30 with kids. You know, there's different groups that you're going to get into there. And that word just spreads. It permeates through. Um, it really it just does. happens like that. And uh, one of my good friends, uh, Kelly Conway, she owns MV uh, in Boston and she hasn't been on yet, but will soon. She has people that work under her um, mobile tanning business and she has people in different areas of the city and that's why they're so successful because she has one that's in like the you know the young professional in like a really up-and-coming area of Boston one in another area and it's like that's so smart you kind of spread it out and you reach these different groups of people um, and again comes back to finding the right people and networking I mean that that word just spreads I'm, I'm imagining now because my wife is in so many mom groups in Facebook and Charlotte it's like oh yeah so many I mean there's like 7,000 plus moms like her being a tan ambassador for somebody would just spread through there and then who knows maybe on next door the app and then <laughs> There's just so many different ways to go with that. Yeah. And every time, I mean, we have just like a local, um, you know, Facebook page like that. And anytime somewhat as, as much as we all know, you can go to the top and hit search mm -hmm. for any, you know, and somebody's probably asked it, but instead people want it instant. So they pop the question on there. And as soon as it's on there, I, I normally get at least, you know, five new clients off that. Just wow. someone asking to go to that is awesome yeah so if you're not utilizing or leveraging those local facebook groups make sure you do it it's a huge thing i'm actually not sure next door app i don't know if you use that sean i'm not sure exactly what the rules are for promotion but i'm sure people are in there spreading their services uh -huh. um, tons of ways to do it but uh don't ever cut yourself short and and make sure you think outside the box like that tan ambassador that's just it's just a great way to spread the word i feel like so um different different uh tan ambassadors they don't need to be all these young you know uh, you know, people that are, are the same, you know, basically the same. Yeah. Person, you want them to offer you, you want them to offer you something different. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's the benefit to having them because you can kind of position them how you want them, how you need them, how your yeah. business needs them. That's awesome. That's great advice, Shannon. Thanks for sharing. I think a lot of people are going to benefit from that. Maybe some haven't even thought about 10 ambassadors, but that's a, that's a great way to grow uh, your business relatively quickly, quickly. And for that, it's almost a free, uh, depending on the situation or how you set it up, maybe you're giving away a free 10, but Hey, that's completely worth it. So absolutely. Definitely. So Sean, if you had to pinpoint one thing that you've done well over the past 10 years, or let's just consider when you're a full-time the last four years uh, to help grow your business to where it is today, what would you say that that one thing is? Um, to be a, be adaptable and recognize the need for change, mm -hmm. and then just stay in, um, staying consistent. I think consistency is huge. Yeah. 
Yeah. And if you find something that don't work, that's okay. Just move on to the next thing. Yeah. And I I think I'd mentioned this in our last one, but the quote that I like live by or focus and read and preach every day is that change is difficult, but to not change is fatal. Mm. So I feel like anytime that fear sets in, you know, I just remind myself of that and that keeps me moving forward and momentum momentum is everything and I think when you just keep your momentum like and even if you have a bad day like embrace that but then move on yeah like it's okay yeah I love that you just packed in a ton of uh, life advice there for everybody (laughs) that no it's great information to share the momentum the, the the consistency and really when I think of consistency I'm thinking of habits and if you look at people that are successful they don't just have like a big goal or whatever they are extremely um, they have extremely uh, successful habits, which means they do the things that they need to get there, which is why, you know, goals are great. But a lot of people set them, obviously it's the beginning of the year. They probably have these great goals, but how many people are still on that track? So rather than set the goal, say, look, these are the new habits I'm going to establish this year. I'm going to get up an hour early, give me a little bit more time to work on the business. I'm going to dedicate an extra hour to social media or finding 10 ambassadors. And I'm going to do that every single week for the whole year. And then look back at the end of the year and you'll probably have come a lot further than you think. Um, yes. Yeah. So we, we underestimate, what is it? We underestimate what we can do. Um, I don't even remember what the quote is. I can't remember. It's like, well, we underestimate what we can do in a year, but overestimate what we can do in a day. Something like that. I might've gotten that backwards, but it's, it's kind Makes of an sense. interesting quote. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting quote. So um, I like your quote though. That was really good. I'll have to jot that one down. I haven't, I remember hearing that from you now, but I haven't heard it mm-hmm. uh, otherwise. So that's a great one. Yeah, I love it. It keeps me it keeps me going. And then I think another thing is kindness, empathy, and gratitude like every single day. Mm. I just feel like that just builds it just builds what we need. People are in their most vulnerable state and if you just mm-hmm. have that every day, it just speaks volumes and you just naturally organically grow. Mhm. Yeah, gratitude's a great practice. I I'm not as consistent as I should be, but I try to do it every single morning, write down a number of things, usually 10 things I'm grateful for. It can be as simple as food, water, shelter for us to say as simple right. as yeah, other people don't have that. Maybe a warm bed, nice sheets, whatever it is, like yeah. shoes to wear, anything you can put, obviously health of, of family members and things like that. Um, yeah, that that's a great practice for sure. That's outside of business. That's a great life practice. It really helps kind of realign us in this world of everybody looking at what everybody else has on social media. Um, it's so, it's so counterproductive to what we actually need to do. So, um, that's great advice. So I love that quote. I have to jot that one down. Um, and I have a good one for you here. Chrissy wrote this on my board. If you don't sacrifice for what you want, what you want becomes the sacrifice. Absolutely. Yeah. That was from Ed Milet. Mm-hmm. He's, he's awesome. And that was a great quote. And I keep that written on my board. So, um, okay. Enough quoting. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, Shana, let's get into a couple more technical questions. What, what type of equipment and uh, solution do you use? So I use, um, I have the Maxi Mist, so I guess it's a Wagner machine, but Maxi Mm -hmm. Mist uh, Platinum Uh is my everyday. And then I started out with the the Norvell stainless steel, what is that, MP1000 or something? Yeah, M1000, MZ, I I don't know the numbers, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was my first gun. Um, 
and then and now I just I love the plastic guns I just think they're lighter uh, the air on off is on the the handle so it's mm -hmm. very convenient oh that's nice and yeah I have several of the maxi mess just different sizes um I think that's that's crucial too to have you I mean have you a good workhorse but also have you a backup because yeah. things can happen most definitely so, a backup for sure. And, and like you said, I want to mention that again, the plastic gun actually preferred over the metal, the stainless steel, because of the weight, the plastic one is about a pound ish. The metal one's about two and a half pounds. It doesn't sound like a lot, but over time your shoulder and elbow and wrist and everything will thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. For sure. Go ahead. And Sean, it still on. sprays. I mean, I think, you know, the, the stainless steel is a, a very fine mist and mm -hmm. the maxi mist is, you know, it's bigger uh, the mist is, but as soon as you figure out your, your spray pattern there with it, it's just, it's my go-to now for, I guess, for the past four years. I just, I love it. And I have, I guess, three of the Maxi Mist, the different sizes. And then I also have um, just one of the handheld, you know, with the turbine in the mm -hmm. hand. Mm -hmm. And that one's heavy. <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's like carrying a 10-pound dumbbell around now. <laughs> yeah, but it's great to travel with and it's, it's good to just have, I think. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. Um, did you, so you, you obviously said you went through some training and certification. Yep. Okay. So I did, um, Norvell. I've done several of their, uh, certifications like their colorology, just their regular certification, their master certification. Um, I've, I don't know, attended a lot of different, um, like sunless just business online type settings yeah and um kelly callahan i do a lot of stuff with her mm -hmm. um and then glow body yeah um, i've done training with them and uh that's actually you know I, i'm glow body by shauna so that's what i use right now yeah um, of course. and i've used i've used all different all different solutions and I really like the way that it continues to grow and I just keep finding better and better things. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah. that there are, you know, all the, the solutions kind of, they all follow similar paths, you know, one will come out with this and that and the different colors and all those people are undertones and, but uh, it needless to say it's grown and come so far from years ago, especially when, I mean, I can just remember back when I started 2011 in the industry and it was so, so different than it is now. So Lots of growth there. It's only good for, for you guys or for anybody listening to this. Um, if you, I just want to just kind of spitball in here. Anybody that's looking for a training, I get asked this question a lot. Best training, best this, best that. Obviously, I say, I don't know. I haven't taken all the trainings. But what do you say to look for in a training? I mean, online is usually ideal for the cost. But, um, I mean, just in general. I mean, for the cost, I think online is great. Um I do think being behind a gun in person, you really learn a lot, but yeah. there again, it's just getting the, I say in person, it's, it's very valuable, Yeah. but for a quick, you know, I guess cheaper option and more affordable <laughs> option Yeah. online is just that. I mean, it's online. So a lot of times when, when, people are starting out and I have a lot that I mentor. It's, it's very, um, they do that. They're excited, but they really want more. And it's the hands-on that I feel that, that people miss out on a lot. Yeah. Cause I yeah. think seeing that in person, um, 
and kind of working through that with someone really, really can help you. Yeah. But it's something you can do on your own too. Yeah. I think, and I was going to say, I think it really depends on the type of person you are. Lots of people are, if you're hands on, you want to be behind the gun. It helps if you can watch something online and then jump into it. Obviously you need to do that. I think a lot of people get caught in limbo or maybe they watch it and then they don't have the confidence, but you really have to jump into it. And the people that, you know, we interview that are successful, like you probably did too. You probably just jumped in and started doing it. Right. I mean, um, it's, it's just one of those things, but there's, there's tons of options out there. Uh, do your due diligence is what I tell everybody and make sure they have some kind of ongoing uh, assistance to help you. Cause once you start spraying, you're going to have a ton more questions and issues and things you run into. Um, and then also make sure you get some kind of focus on the business because lots of people, like I said earlier, they get tra trained and start tanning and then they don't know where their clients are. So that's important as well. Yeah. And there's a lot of them that, that have all of that all in one where they have the business, the spraying, um, the pre and post care, Yep. They have all of that combined. That's mm -hmm. really good. Yeah. <clears throat> there's, there's a lot of options out there for sure. Um, well, Shauna, before I ask this last question, I just want to take a minute to thank you for, for recording times two with us. So thanks so much for taking the thank time. You. Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to share uh, no te technical difficulties with this one yet. Let me knock on some wood real quick here. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for sharing your story. If anybody has questions or wants to reach out to you, Shauna, what is the best way to do so? Um, you can reach me at Instagram or Facebook. It's at Glowbody. That's G-L-O Body by Shauna, S-H-A-N-N-A. -N -N -A. Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, every my phone number is out there for everyone yeah. on pretty much everything. And you can even call or text me there. Yeah, yeah. Shauna's awesome. We had the chance to meet last, it was almost a year ago, February at the Glow Body Retreat in Asheville, yeah. North Carolina. It was wonderful to meet face to face. Uh, she's a great person, definitely somebody that you can uh, get some advice from and, and look up to in the industry. So thanks again, Shauna, for that. The last question is, if you had to write a letter to yourself when you were just starting out uh, 10 years ago, what would you say? Uh, know your numbers, know your worth. Oh, yeah. I like that. We didn't even talk about numbers, but I love that one. <laughs> that's an important thing. Um, know your numbers in your business. Obviously, I'm assuming that's what you mean and know your worth as in charge what you're worth, right? Yeah. And yeah. just, I mean, you're, yeah, your time, you're, you're valuable. So know that. Yeah. 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 Lots of times people over, uh, under, underestimate what they can do and overestimate what other people can do. Look, you only have so much time. That's it's finite resource. Make sure you're charging for it. It's worth it. You're a professional. Uh, believe in yourself for sure. Lots of good advice in this one, Shauna. Thank you so much again for taking your time. It was a real pleasure and uh, we will be in touch. All right. Thank you, Grant. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.